Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Welcome to episode number nine. It is crazy to think that we're at nine episodes already. The time has gone so fast. Thank you so much for all your comments and feedback. I love reading everything and hearing what you're loving and learning from this show. So thank you so much. This week, I am talking to Nicole Dennis. Nicole left the high-stress, male-dominated world of project management behind seven years ago in return for something that challenged her beliefs about what a real business was. Two years later, her and her husband had replaced both of their incomes and have not looked back since. In this episode, we chat about working alongside our partner, boundaries, goals, and even get into breastfeeding routines, which somehow we managed to link back around to business. So sit back, enjoy, and take it all in. We join the conversation with me asking Nicole what inspired her to leave the corporate nine to five behind. So like myself, you left the corporate world about seven years ago now and made the call to start your own business. That is a pretty big decision, isn't it? What were some of the main drivers behind that for you? It is, yeah. So I was, seven years ago, I was running my own project management consulting firm and I worked for like corporate clients, public and private sector corporate clients. And, you know, I loved like a lot of aspects of that, but it was really stressful. And working in project management is, there's a lot of deadlines, right? So you can't, when the deadline is on and something has to be delivered, you can't really be like, oh, well, I'm just going to like take a day off or I like need to, you know, go and do the school run or whatever. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen like that. <laughs> it's just all crazy. And that's just the nature of working in that, that specific field. So yeah, about seven years ago, I also had like a lot of like underlying kind of health things, like a lot of fatigue issues that I'd struggled with my whole life. And I got introduced to a health product and I was always like open to looking at new entrepreneurial opportunities. I actually live on an island, um, an hour north of Brisbane. So it's nice. It's kind of like far from, from places. <laughs> Anywhere. Like have to, you know, commute, like I would have to commute to work with clients and stuff. So I was always open to looking at something that kind of could allow me more location freedom, like that I could work from home and not, and like kind of drop the commute altogether. So I was introduced to this product and I started to use it and I got a really, really phenomenal health result. And wow. I was like, well, what is this stuff? And um, gave it with a few friends and they had a good result. And one of my friends actually said to me, she said, you should look at this as a business. And it was, it's through a network marketing model, right? Which is not mm-hmm. what I'd done before. Cause I was like full corporate and I was like, really? Like people don't, people like make like not much money out of that. And she's like, no, no, I used to like make $10,000 a month out of doing like this kind of a business with a different company. So she's like, you should really look at it. So I just, I just started to like read about it. And I was like, wow, I think this is actually something that I could do that I would enjoy, mm. um, you know, really helping other people be the best version of themselves. I really, really love what the technology that this company has. And so I read a lot of books on the industry and I decided I'm going to give this a go. So around my business and my husband's full-time job, we decided that we would start this as another business, like pretty crazy, right? And, um, <laughs> as you do. As you do, as you do. But what happened is in less than two years, we were able to build this business up that we'd started to replace 
both of our incomes. And I was, I was, I had a very significant income from the consulting that I did. Like I got paid extremely well for that. So we were able to do that and we were able to have the dream that we had to like work at home, really not leave our islands very much where we live because we love it here. We don't really want to like, we don't really want to leave and like, we like being here. That's why we live here. Yes. So we're able to kind of create that and, um, you know, start a family and now we can, you know, do the school run and like do all of those things. So yeah, now I work, I work about four to five hours a day. Um, while my daughter's at school and it's very, very different to what I did before. Oh, I can't imagine how different it is from that really full-on stress, high pace, high pressure, traveling, commuting, seeing clients to this beautiful, I'm I'm imagining, I'm putting words in your mouth now, beautiful, tranquil, calming, Mm. like lifestyle on your beautiful island. And you've replaced both your income. So not only your income, your husband's income as well. Yes, we did. Yeah. So he's, he um, sort of quit his job about 12 months after we started, maybe about 14 months after we started, he was practice full-time practice manager at an integrative medical clinic, which, you know, was okay pay, but it's like not fantastic. Mm. And then I kept, I was like still doing corporate consulting and working for clients. So I kept doing that. For probably another six six months or so and then yeah stopped doing that so I only only come back for like special guest strategic advice appearances <laughs> occasionally now if people ring me and they're like please will you come back and like do some strategic advice on this and I'll be like okay but only for a little bit of time just because <laughs> it's in only in a, only if it's something really interesting to me okay. yeah yeah <laughs> that was going to be my next question like is there anything about that old life that you miss it's there's this dream I think isn't there that that having our own business is just this beautiful dandy you know it's 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 this beautiful thing um mm. but I always wonder those of us that have left corporate careers is there anything you miss is there anything that you're like man you know I'm, I miss that interaction or I miss that feeling or I miss that paycheck. Maybe not in your case. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, because because it's not quite like, even though this is my own business, you do have, you do work with a team when you work in this industry. So you still get a lot of that interaction um, that you might miss with colleagues and things like that if you if you step out of like an office role or a corporate role so I think that that you you kind of like get to have that a lot still and you have a lot of team events there's a lot of community that goes with a network marketing style of business so that that would be I think the thing that I would have missed the most I do miss so I you know I had some really colleagues that I was close friends with from Mm. my former career and I'd worked with many times on many different projects Um, so I do I do miss that part of it um, definitely so like yeah just some of my colleagues and and that were close friends that I don't get to see them so much anymore but yeah I do I am very lucky because a lot of times I think when you're in business for yourself it can be very lonely it can because you don't have, like, particularly if you don't have staff and, you know, you don't necessarily want staff because that can be running an adult daycare with staff. <laughs> um, but because <laughs> we've done that, we've had a traditional business too, my husband and I. And um, well, my, it was more my husband's business. And, but, you know, I kind of like got to deal with the fallout of that. Yes. Um, 
yeah so I think but you can miss that kind of like interaction and like teamwork and things like that definitely totally oh for me it's the it's the really stupid things like I'm a bit like yourself not living on an island but living very remote you know we we live 25 kilometers out of what is a very small regional town so a good hour and a half to two hours away from any major population center and whilst I love that and whilst I love, like I'm sitting here right now in my tracky pants and my Ugg boots and a T-shirt, no makeup, yeah. hair tied back, whilst I love the comfort and the freedom of being able to do that, I do miss the, you know, dressing up nicely and the high heels and putting yeah. makeup on. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you get dressed. I've got like this whole wardrobe full of like dresses and really nice clothes that I never use now because yeah. I, I live on an island too, so it would be really weird to like, you know, go kind of <laughs> like down to the market shops, in my heels. <laughs> shops and that stuff, people will be like, what is wrong with you? Like, that's just weird. Like we live <laughs> on an island at the beach. Like that's very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do miss that part of it. So, and I did travel a lot with our business. So I would travel a lot and um, speak a lot before COVID. So yeah. I would kind of like get that stuff out then, but no one's going anywhere right now. <laughs> I know. I, so I guess we're probably all feeling a bit that way at the moment, aren't we? We're all looking through our wardrobe going, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe well some people might be like thank goodness you know I don't have to wear any of that stuff <laughs> how, how do you find working with your husband because I know I know as much as I dearly love my husband even when we sat in the office together doing our own independent paperwork for our businesses you know we can we can get on each other's nerves just being in the same room together how does well, that work it can be super challenging I'm not gonna lie that <laughs> We have a separate office. Like I would never, people are like, why don't you two share an office? I'm like, are you crazy? I'm like, we would kill each other. I'm like, for one, like he is more, you know, like his office, I can't only be in there for like five minutes because it stresses me out because mine is like, I don't know if you can see that. It's all like very neat. And like, he's he's not like that. You know, we all are different in our offices. And so I would like, actually, it would give me like, anxiety issues to share an office with him from that perspective <laughs> so definitely your own space I think is important and when we were first working together it was really challenging we had just established clear roles and clear boundaries so there's things that you know I'm quite skilled in that I have skills from my previous career and um you know doing like some of our like marketing and like writing a lot of our documentation and systems and all of those kinds of things. And my husband would be like, well, well, you can't like, you can't put that out until I look at it. And I'm like, well, when are you going to look at it? And it would be like, that's not his strength, right? Like he's more with people and face-to-face and talking to people and doing video calls with people and helping people and supporting people in that way. Like to get him to sit down and like actually read a document and give feedback on it is really challenging for him. And so we had to establish clear boundaries and he had to like, let some things go in terms of like that he had to be involved with them and I had to let go expectations of him being involved in them Mm. because it was like not what he's good at and it's not what he's interested in and it's like expecting him to to change that is like not helpful right so now we are Mm. like you know have clear delineation it's like I'm responsible for these things and he is responsible for these things and we like that works you know and we don't kind of like get frustrated with each other like you haven't done this and you haven't done that and yeah it's like okay well you're just not going to like look at any of this and that's okay and I'm just going to tell you about it and yeah and vice versa I think that's great advice anyway isn't it but 
definitely when we're working with our partner, when we're working with our other half, because you don't then want to bring those frustrations and irritations home, even though you're working at home, you know what I mean? (laughs) Into into home life, (laughs) into parenthood, into family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's really important. And like just having boundaries when you talk about work as well, when you're working together. So, you know, we're like different. So you have to have kind of rules. It's like, you know, once the workday's over or sitting at dinner, we don't talk about work. And, you know, my husband had a, a thing that he likes to do. He would like to download about his day after, you know, like like when we're going to bed. And when he like worked in something else, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, like I don't really care. It's not my problem. But I had to be like, you can't talk to me about that, like just before I'm going to bed, because I don't, I don't want to talk about work yeah. at that time of the night. Like I, so yeah, I had to be like, that's like a boundary. Like you can't, you can't do that now that we're working together. Like you have to like do it at a different time of the day. So you, I think you just have to be, you have to speak up when you work together and be really clear of what's going to work for you, what's not going to work for you, for for both of you too, right? Mm. Like it's like you, he has things that don't work for him, and he's like. Like you have to do it this way for me, Nicole. And you you just have to be really clear on that and have agreements around it and stick to it. Otherwise you can get, if like something, you know, business is, can be frustrating. We have a good, uh, good friend of ours and he's like a, you know, expert in Chinese medicine. And he says, business is a battle, right? Like that is business. Mm. It's always like you're always learning, getting pushed, growing. And so you have to make sure that doesn't spill over into your personal life, which can be tricky when you work at home and you work together. Ah, one hundred percent. I can't. I can't imagine. Um, well, I can imagine because we're very similar. <laughs> In, not yeah. that we're running the same business together now, but just the two of us running our own businesses under the same roof. And I have to say, I think our roles are reversed. I'm the one that has to that likes to download and talk about things right on bedtime. And my husband, he's like, we've been sat here watching the TV for like the last two hours. And now you want to, now you want to download about your day. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just my extroversion. Like it's how I process. It's how I switch off. I'm like, I've got to get it all out. Then I can go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yes. That's what my husband was like. And I'm like, you have to go find a friend, go find a toy to talk to. I don't really care, but don't talk to me at 10 o'clock at night about your problems. Cause (laughs) it's not the time. Like I'm like in unwind, relax. Oh, not thinking about my work day. I'm in like going to peaceful slumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. What other, um, what other non-negotiables do you have? You talked a bit about uh, boundaries of your time and, and sort of having those sort of honest conversations with each other about, you know, what's yeah. allowable, accepted. I don't know what the right word is there and what's yeah. not. What other um, non-negotiables have you got? Yeah, so I have a couple of, a few things I try and do my day. So in the morning, like I like to work out for an hour. So like that is like my time. Like no one is allowed to ask me to do anything else in that time. My daughter does insist on working out with me. So I just bought her her own like rebounder because I do these like rebounding work. She's got a rebounder now so we could do it together because she otherwise wants to like hop on mine with me, which is like a serious safety hazard. So yeah, I have like... <laughs> that time in the morning where I do that. So I kind of like finish that by about seven. I don't take any meetings normally before 9am in the morning. Cause I like then do other stuff. I walk my dogs. Like I just kind of like spend the first few hours of the day, um, you know, myself getting 
the school, like everything ready for school and then, you know, just spending some time outdoors. And then I don't do any calls normally when my daughter gets home from school. Like, so where she has a day where she gets home, she normally gets here about 3.30 and then I won't do anything until, well, I pretty much don't work at night. I work one night a week where I do like calls for my team and presentations and things like that. So yeah, once she's home at, like if she's home at 3.30, sometimes she gets a bit home later, she has activities then it's like stop work time, family time. Yeah. And pretty much I like, it's only one night a week that I work because I don't like being up late at night. So I'll do that one night a week. And then the other nights I like try and be in bed by like nine or nine 30. Cause I get up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, I like to go to bed and um, yeah, n- do not disturb the do not disturb. Song. <laughs> do not download <laughs> like, do about not your disturb. day. Do not download <laughs> about your day. Don't. <laughs> talk to me about your problems it's bedtime <laughs> I love that and, and I'm I'm really similar actually I uh, I get up early and that first sort of half an hour 45 minutes of the day is my time I would love it if my boys were still asleep but they're not they're early risers so they get up as well but it's it's my time and for for exercise and sometimes I don't know about you, but sometimes I really can't be bothered and I want to just stay in bed but those days that I do that, I really find it hard to get going. Like the whole day is then a struggle. Uh, it's like, I- me too. <laughs> if I don't like do my exercise in the morning and have that, I'm like, I like don't get anything done all day, like properly. I mean, I get stuff done, but it's like one tenth of what I get done if I set myself up properly. Totally, totally. And it doesn't, again, I don't know about yourself, but for me, it's not always some full on hit cardio workout. Sometimes I'll just do 10 or 15 minutes with the yoga or stretches. I just feel like I have to do something. And it's kind of like, that's my thing to start the day. And then I'm good. <laughs> I do full on like cardio workouts to loud music, cardio, strength. Like I do these workouts, um, this <laughs> online workout from the US called Ellie K Fit. And um, yeah, I do that and it's like on a trampoline. So it's like loads of jumping and. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's completely crazy. I love it. <laughs> I'm not sure my pelvic floor could cope with leather's jumping first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. My husband is like, oh my gosh, that is like so like noisy, but I've got a room where I can like shut the door and yeah, it's in there. And then my daughter, like when she wakes up, she comes and gets involved as well. So how has it been, you know, you you said you left the corporate world seven years ago. You've been building your business up over that time. Mm -hmm. Through that time, there must have been, it's, it's, as we were talking about earlier, it's not all dandy in business, is it? It's not all roses all of the time. What are some of the, the challenges you've had to overcome on this journey? Well, I think there's, there's always challenges, right? Like I try and forget about what they have been the ones in the past. There's always challenges that you face in business, no matter what business that you're in. So, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me, it was something new. So it was learning new skills, um, learning how to, you know, put things in place specific to Australia. So we were like some of the first people in Australia with the company that we work with. So we had to kind of like create everything and set all of this stuff up, learning how to present, learning how to deliver a message, like um, in that way. Um, so, you know, I've done like presenting and things in my previous corporate career, but like very different, like very mm. different. So I had to learn how to do it in do it in this way and how to create a community and lots of challenges come with that because, you know, you're dealing with humans, right? Anytime you deal with a group of humans, there's challenges. That's just part of what it is. So yeah, there's been a lot of learning and growth and, you know, COVID has been huge because we used to, 
have events where we would come together with a large group of people like a couple of times a year and we can't do that now right so Mm. it's like well how do you have that same experience of community and of connection when there isn't any opportunity to come together in a physical location yeah that you know that might not happen for quite some time that that's possible so it's like a total reframing of how you do things and how you create that so that's definitely been a big learning curve and a learning curve I'm still having I think so um yeah that's 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 pretty challenge that's been a challenge to deal with and for some um more than others right so I have I work with a lot of people in Asian countries and doing business face-to-face is a very culturally important thing for Mm. um, people like in some of those um, Asian countries, right? Like that's how they like to connect with people. They like to see you. They like to meet you face-to-face. That's how they like to do business. And now they can't do that anymore. So, and, you know, I'm like, well, I probably am not going to go back to Asia for years. Who knows, right? So, it's yeah, having to transform that as well, which has, I think, in some ways been an even bigger challenge for some yeah. of the, those people to do that are so used to that face-to-face environment and that being a really key thing for business. You know, the, before COVID, I worked with them and no videos on Zoom. Like I would like Zoom into Singapore and like no one would put their videos on. It'd be just me talking to all these people <laughs> all and like no videos. Friends. And so it's like ha- like having to learn to overcome that. So turn your video on on a conference call, like be able to connect. So, yeah, it has been um, really different and difficult for a lot of people too. Totally. It's, it really has been a, um, a bizarre, well, I want to say 18 months because we had fires here and it's like we were just coming just starting to come good yeah the region's just starting to regenerate again and we're sort of, come on tourists come back come back you know we're we're not burning anymore come back and then COVID hits and it's like go away don't go away yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's crazy but I think I think the thing is that the world has changed forever the way we do business has changed forever like because you know suddenly people are working from home, suddenly people are doing things more online. People aren't going to go back to like jetting all over the world for business meetings in the way that they were before. So Mm -hmm. it's, I think, realizing that and it's like, how do you transform what you're doing to still keep those elements of what was great about that, but in this different environment? Yeah. uh, Yes, I think that process is still evolving for most businesses and most companies. 100%. And I think when you, you mentioned something before saying, you know, you, you're, you're always learning or business always teaches you things. I think that's so true, isn't it? Ordinarily, let alone over the last 12 or 18 months or so with, with COVID. Absolutely. There's always stuff to learn. And having, I guess, having that mindset to, um, to not get overwhelmed by massive change like that too. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of how successful we are comes down to our attitude t- 
to it, doesn't it? You know, you must have days. I mean, I know I certainly do where I'm just like, you know, what? I just can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to adult today. Life's just too hard. It's, <laughs> it's usually a day. It's usually a day where something's going on with one of my kids. And I just, I feel like I'm just this like emotional drain. You know, if they're down, I'm down. And then that just impacts everything. Yeah. Um, do you struggle with that as well? Or is that just me? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we all have our good days and our bad days. And I think it's a matter of um, sometimes it's like being in the action, even when you don't feel like it. Right. So it's like, there's like minimal things. It's like, I have these commitments and I will do these things, you know, no matter how I feel, but then I'll have like the minimum things to get done. And that might be all I do if I'm really, you know, not feeling well, or I feel that I need to take a rest or I'll just take myself off to the beach for a couple of hours. So I think Mm. it's really important to, give yourself that time and space and set your life up so it doesn't get to that. So I talk a lot about, you know, goal setting, like I've always been big into goal setting and I have like a project management background, you know, so it's kind of like goes hand in hand with that, right? Like you have yeah. like really, I used to work on really complex projects. So there's a lot of moving parts to that. So, you know, often people will set their goals and they'll have like an income goal and a goal for their business, but they forget about the goals for the rest of their life. Like mm. for what, you know, their personal finances for their, like, what are their goals for their family? Like in terms of spending time with their family, what are their goals for their own health, well-being, fitness? What are their goals for their, um, you know, self-care? Like their, like, what do they need to do to care for themselves? And what are their goals for their, for fun? You gotta have fun too so yeah when I work with people I like encourage them to like do their goals like their overall kind of like big goals so you might have like your one-year goal your three-year goals your five-year goals and your your vision and things like that but then to actually break it down into the month and what they're going to do in that month in each of those areas so for self-care it might be like well I'm going to get a massage this month and you know I'm going to like go to the beach by myself I'm going to catch up with a friend for your like friends and fun goals. And I'm going to like have like one day where we go for a hike because the family or whatever it is, but like to actually be really conscious of writing that down. Cause there's no mm-hmm. point meeting all your business goals. If your life falls apart. Oh my gosh. 100%. I think that is such great advice because how many times do you hear? Um, oh, I just, you know, I want to, I want to feel calmer. I want, you know, I want to feel in control of my business. I want, I want this, I want that. And, and really in some cases, that might not actually be anything to do with the business that they need to be focusing on. It might be that there needs to be some more time and effort put into health Mm -hmm. and fitness, or it might be some time and effort put into self-care or, or like you say, just going for a walk on the beach, picking the kids up from school one day a week, instead of letting them get the bus home, things like that can be the minuscule little thing that can help us ride those roller coaster ups and downs in business kind of because it's like okay well totally. I've got that to look forward to or you know I can yeah. use that little time of calm to recharge me so I can then go back and handle that crisis that's going on over there yeah I think it's like so overlooked because a lot of people you know that are working with entrepreneurs or you know like mindset coaches like you know even some really big names that work with entrepreneurs they're like hustle every day hustle 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 and it's like what are you like trying to kill yourself like is that the point of having a business so you can like like feel exhausted get divorced never see your kids like totally but i've got my million dollar yacht (laughs) yeah i know right designer jeans (laughs) it's like i think yeah a lot of it like a lot of what i observe it's like that totally miss the point it's like that's not the 
point. If like, that's what you're selling, like, I don't want it. Totally. <laughs> and yeah, people are like, oh, you should like follow this guy. I'm like, I don't want to follow him. I, I don't want my life to be like that. Are you kidding me? Like that makes me feel physically ill. The thought of my life looking anything like that, like no mm. way. Like I am not interested. <laughs> and it's really thrust in your face, isn't it? I think certainly, um, I don't know if you noticed it as well in that coaching industry, because I'm in that world so much of what is on my Facebook feed or comes through Google is is that kind of thing and it's so it's thrust in your face that that's what success looks like and that's what we're we're then sort of forced to compare ourselves to if we don't sort of have the power or the you know the know-how to go you know what well that might be success to you but it's not for me but it would be so easy to get sucked into that and then compare ourselves to that and then feel like crap I guess isn't it and it's not a happy place to be. Well, I think it's so in your face, right? Like that that's what success is. And it's like, you know, having more and like giving more to your business. And it's like, really? Like, is that what it is? Isn't success like having like a balance in all areas of your life? And it's so interesting, you know, like um, the industry that I'm in, you know, like you, like people hit like different ranks and they're like, are you getting a new house now? I'm like, no, I don't want a new house. I love my house. Like I love where I live. We have a beautiful house. Like, why would I want a new house? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, because it's like, well, don't you want like a bigger mansion? I'm like, not really. No. Just more cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) More cleaning. Don't want it. Like, you know, when I first moved here to where we live, I actually stayed in a house on the canal, you know, which is like kind of like the more expensive houses in the area we lived. And I didn't like it. It's like noisy. There's like noise across the water. There's like boats going past looking in your house all the time. I'm like, this is not for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want this, but that would be what society would deem success. Oh, you're going to have like this house house on the canal and like a boat out the front I'm like yeah I don't want that because it's noisy and I don't really like people like looking into my house when they're going past on their boats and (laughs) like if anyone has a party on the whole canal on the weekend you can hear it all night on the water I'm like no thanks that's not for me that's not what I want (laughs) I want my quiet little quiet little yeah sanctuary (laughs) that's right it's like yeah so it's really interesting but a lot of people forget I think to ask themselves, right? They're just like, well, that's what whoever, the, this, you know, well-known guru, I won't mention any names, sit, like shows up and says it's successful. And, you know, there's the pictures of like the cars and the mansions. And it's like, that's what they think that they have to like keep working for. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Is it really what you want? Totally, totally. Like, yeah. Or do you want to have like, you know, te- like I take about 10 weeks off a year while school holidays are on. It's like, that's I'm more interested in doing that absolutely what does success look like for us as individuals what lifestyle is our business here to facilitate that's another question that I always ask people you know what what is it what is the perfect lifestyle what is the ideal lifestyle for you what do you want out of life how much time do you want to be able to go out for lunch with friends or spend doing stuff with the kids or going away on holidays. And then it's about creating the business that facilitates that, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like you, you talked at the start about um, being sort of location independent um, was sort of one of the things that you were looking at. So if that's something that's really important to you and then 
you go and build a business where you're having to commute to Brisbane or further away every single day. It's like, well, hang on. No wonder I'm not happy in this business. No wonder I feel like I've got to hustle my butt off and work even harder and work even harder and work even harder to be happy because I've kind of forgotten the fundamental point of what was important to me in the first place. So no amount of hustle is going to make me feel happy. It's just going to make me sick and probably end in divorce. (laughs) Probably, right? Like it's... It definitely happens with a lot of people. So yeah, I think you've just got to get really clear on what those values are to you. And if you're, you know, you have a family, you you are in a relationship, like you're married or something like that, like you, that has to be in alignment too, right? So mm. that you agree, you know, that that's what's going to happen. And one of you might, you know, even have like more of the business, more of the career, do more hours. And is there agreement that that the other one is going to do more of the like school run and stuff like that? So that's actually, you know, an agreement my husband and I have because, because I am better at like, you know, like kind of like a lot of the management part that goes with our business. So he does more of like the school run and stuff like that, because he's, you know, that's not his area of strength. It's not something that he enjoys. So he's like, well, I'll give you, you know, an extra hour and a half that you can work a day, work each day, most days. He does it most days so that you can like do all of that stuff because you're faster at it. Like it's more your skill set, and you can just get it all done. It's more efficient. So hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like just having that, that clarity on what it is that you want, but it's like, so I can get it all done then so that when they're here, I don't have to be in my office. (laughs) yes totally and you spend that quality time then together yes yeah yeah what are one of the what are some of the things that keep you going like that is something that I'm asking all of my guests because we do talk about this roller coaster of business the ups and downs the the highs and the lows the emotions everything that goes with it when we we can carry a lot of that weight on our shoulders and it can it can really drag us down if we're not careful can't it um, what is it that keeps you going? What's that inner drive that when things are really tough, you can still get mm-hmm. out of bed and do your high impact cardio workout every morning <laughs> and get going? <laughs> totally crazy. Look it up. LEK fits really fun. Um, I think, you know, what keeps me, there's a couple of things that keep me going because of, you know, the technology that we work with in our business, the results that people get for like transforming their health and like people with very significant, very, very serious health challenges. They have like massive transformations around that. And that is, you know, something that is very, very impactful. And to be able to be part of like getting people to know about this technology and to have that transformation is, you know, it's very, it's very moving, right? Like it, like that's kind of like something that keeps me, you know, committed, like these people, they often have kids, they have no other hope, like they're like, they've got very, you know, serious things going on. And the other thing would be because, you know, of the role that we have in our business and we, you know, are leaders and we have a lot of people um, in our team that are growing and developing and creating their own business and being of service to them and helping other, helping them actually reach their dreams and like get whatever it is that they want like whatever is the definition of success for them is like super rewarding so sometimes when I'm having a you know bad day I think about that I think about you know someone who maybe wouldn't be here anymore if they hadn't had this technology that is still here Mm. and then you know the other people that I'm like helping you know change their life like in a very significant way 
So, you know, I've had people that would have been gone bankrupt, that would have lost their house, that would have like, you know, had no retirement to look forward to and been able to help them from a business perspective to, to not have that worry anymore. So that's really rewarding. That's what keeps me going. That's, that's phenomenal. I think having that, having that why that's sort of bigger than ourselves mm-hmm. is, is awesome, isn't it? One of the previous yeah. episodes that I did um, when I asked that question is like, well, my, my, my vision is so massive. Like I can't possibly do it on my own. So I need to be, I need to build this team around me. I need to inspire the next generation and, yeah. and we sort of do it together sort of thing. And, and that's what keeps me going because it's bigger than myself. And I think that's, that's a common thread that's starting to come through um, these conversations, which is really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. What do you, and how do I phrase this question? You've got your daughter. How old is your daughter again? She's four. She's four. What do you want her to see when she looks at you? You know, I want her to see someone who is in control of their own destiny and is happy with themselves, their life, and that's not stressed all the time. It's actually when I was working in corporate and, you know, before I had a family, before I was a mum, and I looked at a lot of the other mums and, you know, like they were amazing at like their jobs, a lot of these women, but they just, you could see that they were struggling with the balance all the time of like getting up in the morning and like, you know, rushing, getting the kids to school, getting to work. The kids would have to go to some sort of after school care. They're like finishing work, rushing to get home, cook dinner and do that. And, you know, that leads to a lot of women being really exhausted. So I hope my daughter can like see that there's like a different way that you don't have to live your life in this you know, like this constant state of stress that a lot Mm. of people live their life in, that there is a way to have more harmony, more balance and more time in your life, right? For yourself, for your family um, and things like that. So yeah, she knows that I look after myself, that I'm a non-negotiable, you know, that I like have my exercise time. She's allowed to do it with me, but she's not allowed to interrupt me. Um, (laughs) And, you know, like I'll go and get a massage. I'm like, mommy's going to get a massage. Like I'll be back later you know, so she knows that there's like, I have like things where I look after myself, but I also spend a lot of time with her too. So I just, I want her to grow up and to be strong enough to do that for herself, to say yes to herself before she says yes to everyone else first, including, you know, including your husband, including your kids. You've got to like say yes to yourself first because otherwise everything else falls apart. Oh, 100%, 100%. And I think you said something there there was something you said about that being in that constant state of stress or something and and that just triggered something for me in as much as I worry being a mum myself you know, I worry about the level that the amount of um, assessments and tests and benchmarks that the yeah. kids have to make at school and Crazy. we've spoken at length about this in the past as well and and I think that it, it's kind of inbuilt into our culture at such a young age now, isn't it? That we've got mm-hmm. to compete against each other and we've got to reach this benchmark and we've got to reach that benchmark and we're not anything until we've got to that level. And that, as a mum, that really scares me that that starts so young now. Yeah, I think that's really a challenging thing. I've like heard a lot of parents, you know, speak about that and their concerns around that, like, you know, in Australia, all the NAPLAN testing and all of this and it's, so little that they when they are when they do it you know so we 
kind of like have bypassed all of that. We're like in the Montessori Montessori school because I was like, I don't really like want her to get into that at such a yeah. young age. So she, they start school a lot younger, interestingly. They start school at three instead of five, but they don't like, they don't really focus on any of that side of things, like a traditional school environment. So yeah, I think it's mm. really tricky. And I think it's, you know, get, like you have to obviously bring a lot of, um, skills to the opposite side of that at home when kids are exposed to so much of it in society like so I I think that that's tricky like we say affirmations with our daughter every day we have like things that we you know do with her and you know when I talk to her I'm like the best person to compete against is yourself like you know you be the best version of you not like it doesn't really matter what your friend you know, Lily is doing or what your other friend is doing. It's like what you are doing and how you feel. So I already talked to her about that. So does my husband. He's like, I don't think there's ever, I don't think there's too young an age to do that. Is there? (laughs) I always remember, like I used to, well, I still talk to our boys a lot. Um, But even when they were babies, like before they could, or before society says they could understand I just I'd talk and I'd say things and they'd be like they can't understand you you know I'm like well how do you know like how how do we know at what point they're going to understand they don't just suddenly wake up one morning and and understand so I'm like I'm just gonna keep saying it I'm just gonna keep talking it because one day it'll it'll sink in and um yeah yeah I think there's a real cultural divide around that as well like when I was pregnant with my daughter like I this lady that I know she recommended that I read like this book on French parenting right it's called bringing up baby best book ever like seriously like it's incredible so it's written by an American journalist who lives in Paris Um, so and they actually spoke about it in the book she's like the French thing to do is when you bring your baby home from the hospital so it's like a baby is you talk to it like an adult and you give it a tour of the house and you're like, this is where you're going to live. And you take the baby around the house. And so I did this when I bought my daughter home. You take the baby house. This is where you're going to live, you know, and this is where mummy and daddy sleep. And um, then a separate room right from the day they come home. And this is where you're going to sleep. This is your room and this is your bed. And you actually like show them the whole thing. Like, so they believe that babies are like intelligent from babies and they, it's, it's just fascinating. So I actually did that because I was like kind of freaking out quite a lot when I had my daughter about like the co-sleeping and all the baby wearing and stuff. I'm like, that is going to like not work for me. I'm like, totally I am just not that sort of a person. Like that is going to make me tired, cranky, stressed. stressed. I'm like, but you know, it's kind of like the, what everyone is like the trendy thing to do. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm just like, like, you know, freaking out. But I read this book and I'm like, I'm going to do it like that. And I'm like, I don't know why no one in like Australia, America, the UK, like talks about this. But so I read this book and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So yeah, we always talk to her, like no baby talk, talk to her like she's an adult. And like, it was like the book said, like she slept through the night from like six weeks old like, mm. and like all of these things, like eats all of her food, eats all of her vegetables, Cause it's like this whole like thing. It's like, you know, where we have like fussy eaters and all of these things and they, and like children that don't sleep. And this book is like, well, you know, she did all this research, interviewed all these health experts in France cause she can speak French. And they were like, no, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> I was wow. like, what? Like 
how is how is this like not like on every bestseller list in the world this book I'm like this is I was just like this is great I just it blew my mind I was like because that's all you hear yeah here is like all of these you know challenges and they were like you know if your baby isn't sleeping through the night by three months you have a medical problem and you need to get them checked what's wrong with them because there's something wrong not mm-hmm. like that's just how they are I was like really <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like the the you can kind of unpack that in as much as I guess every everything about us and how we act, how we behave, how we think, what we believe is learned, isn't it? I know, right? And everything because we're not born with the wealth of knowledge that we have as an adult. So everything is learned, and if you can you know, that, that's not, that wasn't a business story you shared, but you can relate it, can't you? And yes. it's because if you behave this way, you're going to get this result. If you start doubting and start mollycoddling and start, oh, I wonder if they're going to like that. I wonder if they're going to like that. That That's teaching perhaps oh. uncertainty or anxiety or whatever that's then going to develop, isn't it? Potentially. I don't yeah. know. There's probably a whole heap of psychologists and parenting experts or whatever they go. I'm sure yeah, there's a lot you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of people that would like disagree with it. I'm like, you know, and if you can read a book like this about business or watch someone, you'll be like, that is, you know, that resonates with me. And I was like, I just knew, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I made my husband read it. I'm like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to do it like this. Yes. And we're not going to do any of that other, like whatever the Australian Breastfeeding Association says, which is like completely the opposite. I'm like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it this way. This is what feels right to me. Yeah. And it was, and it was like perfect. It was like, I had like the most terrible pregnancy. I was so sick. I was so sick after I had multiple organ failure. (sighs) You know, I was exhausted because of, because of the organ failure. And everyone was like, oh, you're just exhausted because you're mum. And I'm like, no, no, she is like, She's like the best perfect. ever. Like she just sleeps. She's like relaxed, like whatever. Like she's like no problems. Like she's like, I sleep. I was sleeping more than her when I got home from hospital because I was so unwell. So I was like sleeping 14 hours a day and like, yeah, she's, you know, but she was just happy. Like, yeah. And it was so interesting and that talking to them like an adult. So it's, it's fascinating, like how there can be, there's so much learned behavior and that's just a great example it's like you know we're brought up in Australia and this is like we're conditioned to think that that isn't possible right and Mm. and this you know you read something it's like a whole country of people is conditioned to think that the opposite is possible it's like how does that how does that happen totally totally then it's having the strength or the courage to do that thing anyway isn't it that to to fight against fight against that sounds very violent language but to um to also use it anyway to fight against societal norm to just to go our own way to walk our own path like we can i remember the same example when um, i had a bible book i did the tizzy hall save our sleep thing and but we were the same that we were day dot home from hospital in, not, not in a little bassinet or anything big crib in his own bedroom from yeah. day dot no video monitors we had the sound monitor but no video monitor I'm not having one with a picture on it because I'll lie there all night looking at him and then I won't sleep and that just won't be pretty <laughs> for anyone and and I remember people like the midwives when they come and do our checks you know I'd, I'd wake him up like when it was time to feed him and they're like you're waking him up I'm like yeah like this works yeah. for me <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh, but, you're horrified. not demand feeding? I'm like, no, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm like, 
No, that sounded like my kind of idea of special torture, special torture technique. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, no. We can take these lessons, can't we? We're joking about, you know, breastfeeding and sleeping babies, but we can take these lessons, can't we, and, and apply them to anything, to business, to life, to career, to people's careers. Yeah. You know, we need to do what's right for us, yeah. for um, some to, to, to enable us to walk our path to create our definition of success and not be sidetracked by everything else everyone is telling us to do if it doesn't feel right. SOS, shiny object syndrome, right? Yeah. Like it's like, people get so distracted of like what they think is successful. It was interesting. I was actually, actually wrote out, did like a long post on social media the other day and, you know, about, about this kind of topic, it covered a lot of it. So when I was 27, I was the youngest person in middle management in a, in a male, totally male dominated organization, totally male dominated space in like engineering. Right. And I looked around and I was like, I don't want to, this is not what I want for my life. I don't want to like be in meetings all day. I don't want to like be in management and like doing all of these HR issues because I don't get to do as much of the stuff I actually like, which is like working on the projects. And, you know, I was like, I knew where it was going. I was like, okay, in about two years, I'm going to be like a couple more levels advanced and I'm going to have all this responsibility and I'm going to be like taking a briefcase full of papers home to read every night. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. So you know what? I quit and started my own business, which people were like, what is she doing? Like, Is she having a midlife crisis at 27? <laughs> at 20? Like, what is she? And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, I want to live at the beach. Like, I was like, I like, I, that's, I just always knew I wanted to live at the beach. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this and live at the beach unless I want to commute two and a half hours a day. And I like, want to not like I just don't want to do that like I want to have more time off for you than that I want to do these things so I just went I was like I'm going to do it I had complete faith that it was the right thing for me to do so I quit and I got my first contract working for an engineering firm at the Gold Coast at the beach and I moved (laughs) so people were like you can't do that and I'm like well I'm just gonna figure it out right and I just and I like went and lived at the Gold Coast like got my husband I'm like we're moving to the Gold Coast. He was like, okay, then. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to live at the beach. We got, we got an apartment, like, right, like, a blo- like two blocks from the beach. Nice. And that's where we lived for, like, a couple of years. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, people, will, people, everyone will be like, that's not possible. You can't, like, work, like, on engineering projects and, like, live at the beach. Like, how do you even do that? Like, of the kind of scale of stuff that I worked on and I worked a lot in strategy, which was all kind of head office, you know, Brisbane, capital city stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find you a way. watch me. <laughs> so I love it. I, I, I love that. I think there's that, that message that's come through all of this. Like, you know, we can do whatever the hell we want to do. We just need to know what we want to do, know what success looks like for us and make the decisions then that move us in that direction without getting us waylaid and mm-hmm. off track and, you know, blinkered down the normal in inverted commas path because hell what's normal anyway yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) where can people find you I am going to ask you some quick fire questions in a moment but where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do um, or you follow you or share in your journey a little bit more so you can find me, um, I have a website, theparentpreneur.com. So you can find me there. Um, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Nicole Dennis. So you can connect with me there. And on 
Instagram at go Nicole Dennis. They're probably the best places to connect with me. Fabulous. And we'll put the, I'll put the links to those in the show notes to this episode as well. So that'll make it really, really easy for anyone listening to this who wants to connect. They can just click a link and, um, and get to you straight away. How are you awesome. feeling? Are you ready for some quick fire questions? Very I'm ready. Questions. <laughs> Let's do it. I saw you waving through the window. So I know if it's your daughter home from school, so I won't hold you up much longer. <laughs> she, she was like, hi, mommy. Oh. <laughs> so what are you reading at the moment? I am reading The Compound Effect at the moment, which is an amazing book. And I'm also reading The Secret of Half-Assed Parenting, which is ah. also a really, really fun book. What is your favourite song of all time and why? Get Into the Groove by Madonna. (laughs) Why not? It's awesome. (laughs) I have not heard that song in years. Oh, my God. Now you've just put it back in my head. I love it. I remember having um, when I was um, when I was a kid, I had like a red like vinyl, plastic vinyl cassette tape box, and um, yeah, there were a few Madonna cassette tapes in there. Yeah, I had a cassettes, very cool. The young kids won't know what they are. Really not. <laughs> What's a quote that's changed your life? So I love the quote by Marianne Williamson: "Our deepest fear is not that we that we are inadequate; it is that we are powerful." beyond measure it's a bit of reverse psychology there we're not scared mm-hmm. about not being enough we're actually scared of being more than enough mm-hmm. wow I like it mm-hmm. what about a piece of tech app or a bit of software that's changed how you do business I love Asana I use Asana to manage all my tasks and to work with my virtual assistant so it's super super awesome Love it. There has been a couple of votes for that. One of us this question. So I might even have to check that out myself. <laughs> and finally, leave us with a life hack, a practical tip that's going to change someone's life. Put yourself first at some point in every day. So you have time to take care of you because then you can take care of everyone else better. Oh, love it. I love it. Nicole, thank you so much. It has been fabulous to talk to you. It's been a really insightful conversation and I'm sure everyone listening is going to get some gold out of it for sure. Awesome. It's great to talk to you, Claire. It's fun. And that's a wrap for episode number nine. Man, there were some tangents to that conversation, weren't there? But I love how we can find lessons in everything, even breastfeeding. So what were some of your takeaways? Share them with me on Facebook or Insta and I'll post the links to those communities in the show notes to this episode because I love reading your comments and um, the things that you've learned from these episodes. It's great. For me, there were a couple of standout themes here. Nicole spoke in the context of working with her hubby, but I think the lessons apply to anyone that we're working with. You know, we need to establish clear boundaries and expectations and we need to work to our strengths and trust each other that we will get our part done, um, which might mean letting go of the control of something else. I also love the concept of setting whole life goals, not just financial or business goals. Despite the messages that we hear about the constant hustle, 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 and putting all of our effort into our business, it's not likely to give us everything that we're striving for. How many of us say we want more time, more freedom, more calm, more peace? That's not the output of a business goal. 
That's the result of us choosing to focus on our health or our well-being or our family or our hobbies right now. And uh, so that's a really great way of looking at things. How can we focus on those things right now and set goals for them as well as business and financial goals so we can start feeling that peace, that, that calm right now? And how many of you are sat there singing, get into the groove at the end there? You know, I, I know I was transported straight back to the 80s and I will not sing anymore. I do apologize for putting your ears through that. <laughs> okay, that is all from me for this episode. Thank you so much again for listening. Don't forget to leave me a review if you listen on iTunes or Apple Podcasts because that will really help build awareness of the show like and subscribe on your podcast app of choice if you haven't already and be sure to share with someone in your network if you think they will get benefit from this conversation. I'll be back in your ears really soon and until then, bye-bye.